Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Kevin has more than 28 years of experience in the financial world, and we're going to lean on that experience on today's show. I want to start today's conversation off, Kevin, with kind of just what's been going on in the news lately. I mean, you certainly can't miss it if your eyes and ears are even half open. The coronavirus has certainly been wreaking some havoc on the markets, causing a lot of fear and panic, of course. And I'm just curious, not necessarily, we don't have to get into the, you know, do you think the coronavirus is going to be a big deal or not? I'm not going to ask you to play doctor, you know, on the show today. Uh, but what sorts of questions or concerns are you getting from your clients during times like these? Well, that's a really good question, Walter, because, you know, like you said, fear seems to be running out there somewhat. You can tell by the markets, right? The market's up and down uh, the last week or so. You know, I think that there's a lot of scare tactics that people will take advantage of during times like this, right? Because why? The fear is running rapid. So you may run into somebody, you know, pushing an investment that, you know, it's not affected by the stock market. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You may get some, you know, newsletter. And guess what? This person in the last time around predicted this this uh, particular, you know, 2008 crisis. And we got the answers here. So I, I want to caution everybody. Just take a deep breath you know, take it easy, you know, things are going to go forward like they always have, you know, we've been through epidemics before. And just beware, just beware of the best practices that are going on out there and the scare tactics that are going out there. Don't let it push you one way or the other. If you got a good solid plan, follow it. Because guess what? The markets are going to go up, the market's going to go down in the next 20 or 30 years. And there's going to be other things we got to deal with, just like we have in the last 20 or 30 years. So just be calm, I, I like to tell everybody. And it'll work its way through, and like it always does. And, you know, don't don't make no rash decisions you know, and don't let anybody scare you into an emotional, you know, emotional decision either. Base it on facts. So out of your current clients, you're not getting a lot of them calling in with a bunch of concerns or wanting to, uh, you know, totally drastically change their financial plan all at a moment's notice or anything like that? No, the calls I've been getting, uh, Walter, might surprise some people, but it's like, all right, the market's, you know, market's on sale right now. How can I get in? How can I buy more right now? Those types of questions I'm getting a lot as far as, you know, people have been educated a lot more over the last 10, 20 years through all the downturns. So I'm getting those types of questions. You know, a couple of people a little nervous maybe, but, you know, we have, we sit down, we talk to them, we go back to the plan that we put together and, and they're good to go. But not the, not the questions you think I would be getting because I've, I've been asked that question a lot. Is your phone ringing off the hook? Not really. We're just getting the questions. All right, the market's on sale right now. How do we get in? How do we take advantage of this type of situation? So, Well, I imagine there is a big difference between people who have a plan and people who don't. And exactly. uh, I, I can share a little personal story with you here, Kevin. And it's a bit in contrast to what your experience has been so far. So my dad, when the market was first starting to crash, when it was down a little over 10%, 
I think it was uh, that first week we saw the downturn happening. Uh, so, you know, last the, the week before last. And, um, you know, it was that Friday morning when it had dropped yet another seven or 800 points or something like that and had passed that 10% threshold of being down. And my dad called me. And, you know, obviously knowing that I interview financial advisors and, you know, talk to you each week, Kevin, and get your guidance. He, he started leaning on me. He was like, hey, you, you play a financial advisor on the radio. So, <laughs> but, you know, I need some advice here. And he was really worried. You know, he is going to be 60 this year. Uh, my mom is uh, two years older than he is. So she's even closer to retirement. And over the last two years or so, I've been talking to them about the things we talk about here on the radio show and really encouraging them to go get a financial plan in place and that they would re- they're in the wheelhouse for folks who would really benefit from taking all this hard work that you've done throughout your life and getting a financial plan in place to figure out how you're going to make it last as long as you want in retirement. They have a couple of goals in retirement. They'd like to live half the year in, in one location and half the year in Maine because they, uh, they love Maine and want to get away from the heat of the south during the summer and go spend it, that time up in Maine. And so, you know, that's one of their retirement goals. And dad's looking to, you know, the faster he can retire, the better, because he's kind of ready to start doing volunteering and moving on to doing other things with with his life and, and pursuing some new passions. But they don't feel right now that power to do so. And so that's one reason why a financial plan would be great for them. But it was interesting. He called me on, but they haven't had a lot of urgency, I would say, to get that plan in place yet. Well, he called me that Friday and he immediately just said, hey, if you've got a second, should I get out of the market and how do I do it if so? Because I'm I'm panicking here with it down 10%. What if it goes down another 10? You know, I, I'm, I'm just really worried. This this whole thing's got me worried. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, but he was obviously caught up in the emotions of the whole yeah, thing. Sure. Yeah, the emotional fear, right? Yep. And so luckily I've talked to you enough on this show to be able to give him the advice. Well, two important pieces of advice. One, I'm not actually a financial advisor, even though I play one on the radio with Kevin, you know, he's the financial advisor. So you need to meet with a true financial advisor. First of all, you need to get professional guidance. I shouldn't be the person telling you what to do with your, your life savings. And then the second piece of advice was don't panic. Use this as a moment to realize you've got a red flag that a drop in the market is causing you panic and that there is a solution for that problem. And let this be the impetus. Let this be the thing that sparks you to go get that financial plan done. And so I'm happy to report now they are looking at the calendar and trying to get uh, a time to come in and, and meet with an advisor in their area to you know go over this and, and fix these problems. So well, they're going to get I, a good plan in place and they're going to feel so good after they do it. I just know. <laughs> I think they are because I think they're, you know, just by the conversation we had, they're worried about running out of money in retirement, right? Yep. And so, yeah. How's how's how are we going to make it last? You know. Yeah. So if I lose another ten percent, I might do I have to go back to work type of thing. So a good financial plan is going to do this. It's going to show you the money you've already saved and how it's going to produce income throughout your retirement, so you get to and through retirement. And I think that's what he's lacking. He doesn't have that plan. He doesn't have you know the knowledge of how the investments he's already saved going forward is going to produce the income, so he doesn't run out of money. Once you get that in place, that's going to calm a lot of his fears. 
Yep, absolutely. So, what can I uh, can I give my dad some expectations of? Because I'm sure Kevin, he's not the only one. We've got. I mean, he's right in that wheelhouse that we talk about, sort of that you know financial red zone. You know, within five years or so of retirement, now is the time to get that financial plan in place. So, I'm sure he's not the only one that is having that red flag moment, that small panic moment, or realizing, ooh. Maybe I do need to get a plan in place because I don't have the stomach for these ups and downs like maybe I did when I was younger. But, you know, he, he didn't really know how the process works or where to turn. I mean, he started asking me, OK, so how much is it going to cost for me to get a to, to get a plan in place? I don't even know how that works or, you know, what is you know, does it you just hand over your statements and, you know, they put together a plan or they just they just manage all of my money without me knowing what's going on. Like he just wasn't knowledgeable about really what the process looks like. And I'm sure that's the same for a lot of folks. They really don't know what point A and point B and point C of the process look like. Can you give us an overview of how that would play out for somebody? Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the nose. Your dad wants to, you know, spend summers in Maine, right? So that's going to be an added expense. Your dad wants to make sure he doesn't run out of money, have that confidence going into retirement. These are things that a good financial advisor is going to do. They're going to sit down. We're going to drill down and ask you what you, you know, in retirement, what are your goals? Like your dad want to go to Maine. What are your objectives? How much income do you need? You know, on a on a yearly basis, on an annual basis, or even a you know monthly basis, we're going to sit down. We're going to do all those numbers. So yes, we do need your statements. We need to know where your current accounts are sitting. We need to know how much risk you're taking for the given you know reward that you may get. We need to know you know your streams of income. Do you have a pension? Do you have uh, Social Security? We need to know all that information. Why? Because that's pertinent in order to figure out how to get you through retirement and make sure you get on the other side. And then what's left over, that plan also needs to make sure it goes down to your beneficiaries and, you know, most efficient way that that it can. So it's an easy process. And the, and the problem is people procrastinate, Walter. We know this. We talk about it every week. You know, the market's been going good for nine, 10 years. And then all of a sudden we have this little dip and then everybody starts to fret and the emotions start to take over. If you have a well-built plan that shows you how your, your income is going to be generated. So when the market does go down like it does today, your income still comes, that tends to, you know, the quell the fear. So my suggestion is don't procrastinate. If this is you, you're in the red zone, like Walter said, pick a phone up, reach out to an advisor, get a solid plan, talk to a fiduciary, get these things in place. Because guess what? If you're 60 years old, like Walter's dad, guess what? This market's going to go down probably another, you know, who knows, 10, 20 times in the next 20, 30 years. Hopefully we have 20, 30 years of retirement. So don't procrastinate. This isn't that uh, big a deal to sit down with a good advisor and figure these things out. It's just a simple, you pick up the phone, ask your friends, whomever, you know, about a financial advisor. If you don't have one, call us. We'd be happy to sit down and help you with that. But start that process. Don't put it on the back burner because if you go into retirement without a solid plan, the emotions are going to take over and it's going to force you to make bad decisions in most cases. As I told dad, any advisor worth his or her salt is going to meet with you, uh, you know, complimentary to have a, you know, review of your situation. It should be a very, you know, non-intimidating conversation yes. to start going over those goals and going over that plan. So just like my dad, if you're looking at uh, starting to get that financial plan in place and you're in the area, in the Tri-City area, if you have uh, the ability to come by the office in Pinconning or the one in Saginaw to meet with Kevin Ray and the team at Inside Folios, now's a great time to do so. Don't panic over the coronavirus. We're not trying to cause a bunch of panic here on the radio. 
but let it be that little uh, voice in the back of your head talking a little bit louder to you if it's made you worried from a financial perspective over the last couple of weeks that it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to panic and worry every time the market has a dip or a drop or a bump in the road. There are ways to get plans in place that eliminate a lot of that fear, and, and, and really the fear is of the unknown. And that's what you're taking away by getting a plan in place. If you want to reach out to Kevin and set up time to meet for that complimentary review in his office, you can do so by dialing 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Like I told Pops, you don't have to have all your statements and everything pulled together at this exact moment. Uh, Just call and set up that time to meet. Let uh, the folks know that you're interested, and that's what you're doing today, letting Kevin know that you're interested in a financial review. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. The marvelous MJ there in Kevin's office will return your call to get you set up for a time to meet. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. And you know, Kevin, it's so interesting. Everybody's got a different reason for why this plan would be beneficial for them. And I know for my dad, it's just finding that date. My mom already knows what date she wants to work toward. She just needs to know what to do after that date. But my dad is a little different than her. He doesn't know if he can retire. He'd like to retire at 62, but he doesn't know if he can. Maybe he has to work till 65, but he'd like to get that end of the road figured out. He just wants to see the light at the end of the tunnel, whatever that date ends up being. And I told him that's one of the questions that you get answered when you get a financial plan. And it's just interesting to see that's the thing that'll bring him peace of mind. Just when, when, when do I know I'm done with my working life and on to the next phase. That's what I want to know. And, and your uh, dad's in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So remember, I'm down there every other month, so if your dad doesn't get the answers he's looking for. That's right. Well, give, have him give me a jingle. Send, send him on over when you're down yeah. visiting uh, <laughs> visiting Paul and the Paul, crew, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. If you want to get in touch with Kevin and get some financial help, you can certainly do that at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to talk about where you get financial advice from. And since we have had some market upheaval lately, we're digging an oldie but a goodie conversation out of the tank. We're going to talk about the Market Crash Hall of Fame, looking back at history at some other great market crashes. Well, great not in terms of like a hooray term, but great as in, you know, scope and amount. Market crashes that have happened. What lessons can we learn from them and apply to what's going on right now? with the coronavirus and the ups and downs we're currently experiencing. It's helpful to have that perspective. We're going to dive into it on today's show. So a lot to get to. Stay with us here on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray. A lot more to come. Stay with us. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios serving you throughout the Tri-City area. If you want to get in touch to take advantage of a complimentary financial review with Kevin and the team, you can do that by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin was born and raised in Pinconning. He's a local, knows what's important to folks here in the area, and uh, just always has a great time getting to meet the folks that roll into your office, Kevin. Uh, it sounds like you've got somebody at least almost every single week that just kind of pops their head in and says, hey, I heard you on the radio. So that's always fun to hear. They do. You know, we get a lot of people because we're a small town. They're driving through, and they you know, maybe stop over here at the, you know, 
at the Frank's Great Value Hardware, you know, you're going to see Art and you, and you see Paul and they're going to treat you good. Well, they like that small town feeling. So you'd be surprised, Walter, how many people we get stopped by just say, hey, you know, I just want to see where you're at or I just want to see your face, you know. It doesn't match up to your voice, of course, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> That's why you're on the radio. But we do get that. We do get it a lot, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, we talked a little bit earlier on the show, of course, about, you know, the coronavirus and all the news that's going on right now with that. So we want to take a look at the Market Crash Hall of Fame, some other major instances of market turbulence. Since it's been a while, Kevin, since we've had this much volatility in the market. I mean, sure, we've had our blips over the last couple of years, but uh, this last couple of weeks with the virus news has really caused some true up and down in the market. So let's get some perspective on that by looking at history and other past big drops and issues. So we go back to the granddaddy of them all to start things off. Black Tuesday. We're going back to the 20s. I know that you remember that time very well, right? Well, I do. You know, I was just, you know, I was probably about 2021 then, you know. (laughs) You know, sometimes I feel that way. But, you know, I bet you've been passed down stories, you know, about the Great Depression. My grandmother and my great-grandmother, you know, used to talk to me about it all the time. When When the Great Depression hit for them, they were on a farm. And, you know, so they saved, you know, everything they could, and all the stories were passed down. But during the 20s is when that, you know, Black Tuesday happened. So what happened? What caused that way back then? Well, here's what a lot of stock investors did. They speculated on buying stocks. Back then, they would use 10% down payment rather than paying full price for the stock. So what they would do is they want to they place $100 into the stock market. They only had to come up with 10 bucks. But what happened with that speculation is it caused the market to go, inflated stock prices, and did all those types of things. But during the summer of 29, 1929, investors, guess what? This was a margin call. They couldn't make that margin call, so they were short that 90 bucks. And that's what propped most of the sell-offs on the, on the stocks on that particular year. Then the stock market did what? It crashed. On that day, Black Tuesday, the Dow Jones fell 23%. So that was the big daddy, I think you called it, right? Your granddaddy or something yeah. like that. When we look back, that was it. But guess what? We, you know, we made it through there. World War II came around and, you know, the New Deal and all those things, you know, because the government usually doesn't sit still. And of course, the war didn't know, but the New Deal and all those other things, they're trying to stimulate the market. Just like we heard the other day about, you know, where they cut interest rates, you know, so the Things worked their way out, and they always do, but that was, a, that was a tough one there. I wouldn't want to be in my grandmother's shoes back then because that was a real tough one. Yeah, yeah. We could certainly spend a whole show probably on the Great Depression alone. We could, yeah. We wanted to cover a couple on today's show, so I'll move on to the next one. Uh, Fast-forwarding quite a bit, uh, but still, hey, now this is 20 years ago. The dot-com crash in the 2000s was another one that made a lot of news headlines at the time. Well, it was. Do you remember that? The, the 2000, you know, rush and roar and all those types of things? You know, I don't I don't have great memory of the dot-com crash, I guess, because that happened right as our family was, uh, let's see, we would have, no, we didn't move yet, but I don't know. I mean, I, I would have been middle school, just getting ready, ready to get into high school, so I probably wasn't so focused on the stock market's ups and downs and that kind of thing. So I, I really don't have a lot of memories of that. Plus, I think 9-11 really dominates my memory bank from that early 2000s yeah. time frame. Well, you're, you're just a kid. I understand. Yeah. But, um, you know. I was but just I understanding a- what the stock market was. I, I do probably yeah. remember hearing about it on the news. I remember them talking about, like, on the on the morning show that we'd listen yeah. to on the way to school, hearing them talking about, like, pets.com and things like that. Well, I remember uh, we had a gentleman walk into our office then, and he was heavy. He was all in on tech stocks. And because they were going, you know, they were going up like crazy. 
And when we sit down, we try to put the, a plan together for him. But he'd been doing this himself for years, and the market's been going, you know, like gangbusters. And I was talking about diversification, you know, and maybe taking some money off the table because he's winning. And but you know, he just thought this this market would never end. Well, what happened between 1995 and 2000? The Nasdaq, you know, the Composite Stock Index, rose 400 percent in five years. And then in 1999, shares of Qualcomm, right? We all know who Qualcomm is now. That's the computer, have to do with computers and those types of things. Guess what it rose in value just in 1999, Walter? What's that? What, 100%, percentage 100% doubled yep. or something? 2,619%. Oh, my God. So everybody was making money, right? It was seemed That's like, an well, insane amount. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy. Everybody was making money. They thought it was never going to uh, you know, stop. But then on October 9th of 2002, the NASDAQ dropped 1,114 points. It was down 78% from its peak. The S&P was down 40%. The Dow was down over 30%. So that crash there was a big crash too through 2001, 2, and 3. It was tough to hang on there too. But we all know that if we hung in there, we didn't panic. You know, we, we were diversified. That's the key for that gentleman I was talking about. He was all in on tech stops. So he, he had a massive, you know, downturn in his portfolio. But we all know that if we're diversified, we have a well-laid plan that's going to produce the income we need, that we made it through that dot-com crash also. And the slide of the dot-com crash then also accompanied September 17th, 2001. Of course, right after September 11th, the first day the markets opened back up, yep. uh, these two crises kind of run into each other. Well, they did. You know, um, it was kind of back to back there. But you, when you're looking at that was, I think, 680 points, 684 points drop, you know, it was down 7% in one day at that time, you know, just until recently, it was the single, you know, biggest decline in, in one day. And where'd it come from? Well, remember, we had the terrorist attack, we had buildings coming down, we had all that stuff. So the first ones that show losses were insurance companies. Why? Because they were facing huge claims, you know, the, the towers came down, the Pentagon, all those insurance companies were um, facing some huge claims coming forth. Losses in aircraft, you know, makers like Boeing and aviation parts makers like uh, United Technologies were also facing some crunch. Why? Because people were afraid to get on the plane for a while, and then that, you know, trickled down. I have a client right who at that time worked for United Technologies, and he had the stock, and it took a big dive. And because, you know, that's just the fear that was driven in that market. But after 2001, guess what? Same scenario. If we had a well-laid plan, we didn't panic, we held on, and we were diversified, we came through that all right, too. Yeah, it's interesting. Then that was definitely a unique situation, having two back-to-back like that. Yeah, it was. And then things go up. We're feeling really good about stuff as we go through 2006, 2007. The housing market's going nuts. And then we have the 2008 financial crisis. This one, Kevin, I definitely remember well. Graduating from college in 2009, <laughs> I was I was greatly impacted on the job market uh, during that financial crisis. It was a tough time to be coming out of college, uh, certainly, as it was a tough time for you know a ton of folks, whether you're coming out of college or not. But I definitely that sticks in my memory banks very well. Well, that was a uh, you know a toll curler there, right? Because General Motors went bankrupt, Chrysler went bankrupt. Lehman Brothers went down, Bear Stearns went down. It sounded like, you know, this housing crisis, this inflated housing crisis that started all this was going to take everybody down. And, you know, Congress rejected, you know, the early proposal for the bank bailout plan. So it caused a lot of panic out there, too. The Dow fell 777 points that day. And then on October 9, 2007, the Dow hit its pre-recession high. 
and closed at 14,000. And then in March 2009, two years later, it dropped 50% to 6,594. So that shows that we made it through that particular crisis too, because a year later, we're sitting pretty good. But that was a toe curler there because you know, I had clients that retired in 2007 and then the market drops like that. And that well laid plan come into play because we had our income needs, you know, planned for, and we weren't going to panic. We we're going to hold to the hold to our plan and make some good financial decisions. And that's, you know, what happened from that particular crisis. So then it takes us to where we are now. Is this the next one, the coronavirus? Is this going to be added to the market crash hall of fame when we're, you know, doing this segment, doing this topic, you know, five years from now, Kevin, are we going to be looking back on, you know, early 2020 as the next big, you know, market crash conversation? You don't have to pull out your crystal ball and try and tell us that answer, but that's what people are certainly trying to figure out. Well, right now that's on the top of everybody's mind, right? Is this the next crash? Cause the market's been doing pretty good. Well, guess what? Only time's going to tell because we don't know. You know, in the last week or so, the market's been up over a thousand. The market's been down over a thousand in in one day. So only time's going to tell. But you know, if we go back and what we're talking about here, the historic market crashes, we do know one thing: that we've had several behind us. We're going to have several in front of us. And what's going to get you to and through retirement for for the next market crash is a well laid plan, a well laid income plan and diversification to get you to and through retirement. It's it's not that hard to do. We're talking about Walter's dad earlier. You have to take initiative. You have to get over the fear factor, and you have to pick up the phone and give us a call. And that's that simple. You can call eight 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 five plan. The marvelous MJ will put you on a calendar. I promise you it's not intimidating. You know, you don't have to bring statements or any of those types of things. We just want to drill down, find out when you want to retire. We want to find out how much income you have. If you have any bucket list items, we're here in Michigan, we typically want to go to warmer climates during the winter versus Walter's dad when he wants to go to cooler climates during the summer. <laughs> but we need to know all of those things. And that plan is not that hard to do. You usually spend about 90 minutes with me on the first uh, on the first visit, and then Marvelous MJ will make that even nicer. So just pick up the phone, give us a call, because we know in the future, in retirement, if you're 60 years old, you're in that red zone, we're going to have more market downturns. It's just a matter of when. We don't know when, but we can tell that there's some coming down in the future. There always will be. So be prepared pick up the phone, give us a call, and start that process. Well, it's so important to do so. If you don't have a plan in place, when you look back for a common thread through all of these different crashes, those who had plans in place through the dot-com crash and the 2008 financial crisis and whatever the next one's going to be, you're going to fare so much better than if you don't have a plan in place. And uh, so, so let this be the early warning system for you with what we're going through right now with this volatility. That if you don't, it's not a time to panic, but it is a time to act if you don't have a plan. And Kevin can put together that plan with you, alongside you. It's a complimentary initial review of your financial situation with Kevin. Find out where those gaps might be in your plan, how you can get the proper income plan pulled together, how you're going to make your money last as long as you do, how do you make sure you're taking appropriate risk. All of those things are so important to consider. You can call Kevin at 888-885-PLAN to get on the calendar and talk about these things. It's easy to come in and have that conversation. 888 888- 885-7526. That's 888-885-PLAN. Kevin's based in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. He's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement, and you can tap into that great 28-plus years of experience 
by calling today. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Kevin and uh, the Marvelous MJ will return that call to get you all set up. But go ahead and act now instead of procrastinating while it's on your mind, while you're thinking about it. Dial 888-885-PLAN and let us know that you want your own financial plan. 888-885-7526. Stay with us. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios. And there's more on the way on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Each week, I kind of ask Kevin random off-the-wall questions to get to know his personality some more away from all the financial talk. And Kevin, given that you know the virus is in the news, now I was talking to a buddy, he, he developed a cough, and of course, his mind straight immediately goes to, <laughs> oh no, yeah. do I have the new virus? And I think like over the next couple of months, we're all going to go through that, right? We're all going to have that day where we're not feeling well, and we're going to think... Is this Do something I have we're it? used to, or yeah. is this something yeah. something new? But uh, looking back over your life, I was just curious, um, not the rosiest of questions for you today, but what what's the sickest you've ever been? Oh, I can tell you that easily, Walter. Well, I've had a lot of gallstone issues throughout my life, mm-hmm. and I went into the you know hospital. They're going to do what's called an ERCP. And don't ask me what it stands for, but <laughs> all I know is a simple procedure. You're going to be out the door and going home by noon well i woke up and i wasn't out the door by noon i had tubes down running down my nose and long story short they ended up nicking my bowel oh no that's bad that was bad and i gotta tell you i was sick for quite a long time there because that's like sepsis concerns and things it like is that, right? it is yeah and then you know it's one just like you um you know, you would imagine, you know, it's not it's not a fun thing to go through. So um, I endured it, you know, just like um, most people would. And I just kept pushing forward and doing what the doctors told me. But I can tell you, I was very, very sick for at least a good week because I just, I was miserable. I dropped something like 30 pounds in like 10, 12 wow. days. Yeah, because I couldn't eat, obviously, because they had uh, opened me up. And when they did, they said my, some of my stomach was ulcerated, so they repaired that. And they kept me on a liquid diet for like 20, 25 days. The only good thing that came about that is I did lose some weight, and I kept it off. So, Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Not not How really worth you? the excruciating uh, you know, process no, to get there. <laughs> I don't wish that on anybody, so that was a miserable process. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, right after graduating college, like my first year out, um, I got uh, mono randomly, and uh, that was probably the sickest I've been. There was a point where I thought I wasn't going to be able to breathe because my throat was closing up so much uh, due to the in- the infection or whatever. And then they said, "Yeah, you got mono," and I had to. Before you know, working from home, you know, it was a lot easier to do. Like it would be, you know, nowadays. It was still kind of early in that uh, working from home phase. So I got to dabble in it kind of early, though. As the news director at a local radio station, I was able to work from home for a couple of weeks, but they did not like the fact that I was not at work. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole college campus came down with it too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing you get in college, not after yeah, right, college, right? Least, right. You yeah. would think, but oh well, that's how uh, that's how it occurred. So I, I would say that was that's up there on my list for sure. But uh, interesting. Well, glad you have recovered, made it through that. That's a scary thing to that was a tough uh, you always part. hear about that being a big worry in those kinds yep. of surgeries and stuff. So thing that it turned out for the best uh more coming up on today's show stay with us that's getting to know kevin ray a little bit better back to the financial conversation up next what if we told you there was a simpler way to invest excellent 
And that's what we thought. Well, we're having a lot of fun on today's show. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios here in the Tri-City area. By the way, if you want to find out more information about Kevin and the planning process, you can go to insightfolios.com. Look for the button that says Simplicity Express. Simplicity is the name of the planning process that Kevin and his team uses with every client that comes through the door to help you determine what's important in your financial life and how to put together the right kind of financial plan. And they've even put together what they call a Simplicity Express plan for those of us who are on the go and in a hurry, or maybe just dipping our toe in the financial planning waters. It's a way to get a quick mini financial plan, a quick checkup, if you will, uh, of your financial life. And you can go to insightfolios.com and click on the Simplicity Express button in the upper right-hand corner. You know, Kevin, I read that they were, uh, I think it was in South Korea, they were doing drive-through temperature checks as a way to combat coronavirus, where they literally, you could literally, in your car, just drive through a checkpoint, and they could check your temperature for you. And they were just lining people up like a drive-through temperature check is what it was. And uh, so that's what this is. It's a, it's a drive-through financial plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't come drive through the office, but... No, uh, but you on- could drive up to the office. That's right, the key. yeah, you uh, walk yeah, in. But yeah. no, online, if you want to just get a quick check, go check that out. The Simplicity Express plan. It's a good starting point for many people is what I'm getting at. And then, of course, for a full financial plan, you're going to want to come into the office. But yeah, check out the Simplicity Express plan by going to insightfolios.com. Well, Kevin, you know, I told the story earlier on today's show about how, you know, dad reached out to me to get advice on the market and the ups and downs that have been happening recently. And there is an old proverb that says the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Sadly, the road to bad financial advice is often no different. And that's why I told him you need to go speak with a professional about, you know, your concerns and your worries. And so it got us thinking on today's show to see where else can we find People who have good intentions when it comes to giving advice, but often in the course of giving that advice ends up giving some sort of, you know, bad or misled or, um, you know, off track advice to folks. And let's start there with family. I'm sure you've got plenty of stories or examples of where a family member has given somebody bad advice, even though they were trying to help. That happens quite often because people are often going to turn for the family member, somebody in the immediate family for some, some sort of investment advice, just like your dad did, right? But most of the time when you sit and you talk to those family members, you know, they're only going to, you know, tell you about maybe some of the things they've did and maybe they sound a little bit better than what they're doing. One family comes to mind, they're three brothers and they all own businesses. So they're all pretty successful, but out of the one bro- or out of the three brothers, one stands out to the other two as he's the most successful. He, he knows the most, he's got everything on the ball. Well, I talked to that one brother and come to find out if you talk to the other two you know if they really knew that the other brother wasn't as good as as they think they'd be surprised because he's always touting you know how he's investing how he's doing this that and the other when it boils down to i have talked to the other two also they are doing better than the one that they think has all the answers so just because you think your family member has all the answers most of the time like walter said you need to talk to somebody who specializes in, in investments if that's the case. Or if you're, you know, we always have the family members, you know, somebody can build a house or something like that. You need to talk to the professionals and you need to stay in that path because the best intentions are that. They're just intentions. They're not necessarily the best advice. So, you know, 
go to where the professionals are in most cases and you'd be better off. I think we all like being the hero to a family member. And right. I, I would have loved nothing more than to have all the answers for my dad and, and be that hero in that moment for him. But it just wasn't my place at, at, in that time. And I, I had to recognize that. But you know, there may be another day where I don't recognize that because I really want to help somebody out um, who's a family member. I don't want to disappoint them, you know. Yeah. Well, then, Kevin, we have uh, another angle here. Certainly, family gives us advice all the time, but often we turn to friends for guidance and advice, and we've got to be careful there, too. Well, you do. You know, you get to friends, you're working on a car, you know, you're all out in the garage, or you have friends over, you know, for dinner or or where you're ever at. They always want to give you some advice, and some are, you know, are better than others, but sometimes they're only going to remember their successes. They're not necessarily going to talk about their failures. And we've all had successes. We've all had failures. And that's just the way it's going to be. There's one person I know of that kind of, you know, give you some advice, maybe, maybe not, but uh, they're a friend of mine and they like to gamble. So if you were to ask that person if they won, they would say something like, yeah, you know what? I went in, I won $100. The reason is they did win $100 at one time. Maybe they pulled the slots or they won a $100 hand or whatever they're doing in the casino. But come to find out, they had to put $300 in, and they're only looking at that $100 as a winning, when in actuality, they lost 200 right? <laughs> So we so call this, f- fancy accounting going on. There. Well, it is. It's inventive accounting, right? So some friends are like that, right? They're only going to tell you about the wins, not the losses. So be careful when you're going down that route. Yeah, so true. we got to be careful uh, wherever we're getting advice. Now, last but not least, where we seek advice from, and sometimes people are giving the advice with good intentions, but they're often giving bad financial advice. We see a lot of this coming from financial experts in the media. Well, we do. And, you know, if you, you look at financial, you know, experts in the media, sometimes, you know, like you mentioned Jim Cramer early on. By the way, doesn't he remind you of Bernie Sanders? He does me. I I'm, guess not saying, a, I'm not saying his an, leanings. An I'm just approach saying or a delivery standpoint. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. He reminds that to me. You know? So whether it's CNBC, my show, somebody else's show, or what have you, you know, if you're on to the financial experts on the media, typically the TV or the radio, what are they looking for? They're looking for ratings. If it bleeds, it leads. You know, so you have to be careful of what the financial media is trying to get across to you. You know, if they're trying to grab ratings or, or whatever their, their, their background is. So I know a person, and I have met him a couple of times, who runs infomercials for selling just plain annuities. Well, this is a perfect example. I'm not saying he's doing it, but this is a perfect example of somebody may maybe taking advantage of, you know, pushing their opinion or to get you to call them because of this, you know, the the turmoil in the market, you know, or another person I know of, you know, they claim they can turn a thousand dollars into fifty thousand dollars magically overnight. You know, anything online that you read, you know, this is the person who predicted the last stock market crash. You automatically need to be suspect of these things. So just because, you know, you're hearing these things, there may be a tilt or maybe a leaning for whatever they're trying to push. In some cases, beware, you know, do some homework, be diligent, you know, get educated and make some smart financial decisions based on planning, not what the experts in the media are trying to push. Just make sure you're getting the right kind of advice. The big takeaway from our conversation today, the right advice from the right people that don't have biases that are going to know, end up being bad advice for you. What's good advice for someone won't necessarily be good advice for you. And that's why it's important to get a financial plan that abides by 
as I always like to call it, the three C's, one that is complimentary. Uh, you should be able to come in and get an initial review of your financial situation at no cost so that you feel comfortable discussing, going over your financial plan, getting a good look at how everything's going to work before you make any commitments and things like that. One that is comprehensive, making sure that, sure that no stone is left unturned. That means you should be getting an income plan from advisor. You should be talking about things like risk and your tax opportunities. You shouldn't just be talking about one particular financial product product is the magic bullet. You've got to have a comprehensive approach to seeing how all these things are going to work together. Retirement date, even what about your housing situation going forward? An advisor should be able to show you how all of these things work together in the plan. And last but not least, you want a plan that's customized to your individual need because the person that comes through Kevin's door before you They've got a totally different situation than you do. And so the plan needs to look a little bit different for your situation. Very, very unlikely. In fact, Kevin, have you ever put a, together two plans that are exactly the same? Never. Never. <laughs> Everybody's different. Everybody's, Everybody's different. They're always going to vary. Yeah. So you need a plan that's customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. And if you want to get that, you can certainly do so by calling Kevin today at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. Kevin has offices in Pinconning and in Saginaw as well, so it's convenient and easy to come by, say hello, and get a financial plan in place. If you call the number and you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message, and the marvelous MJ will follow up with you to set up that time to meet. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. But thank you so much for the help and the guidance. And we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Wash your hands this week. <laughs> you got it. We'll do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.